Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, today, this is Fortwan talking to you guys, uh, joined by co-host Haru. Hello, hello. And our wonderful music person, Wolfie. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me up. Yeah, um, we normally use this time to thank you for your music, so thank you. <laughs> I, I need to do, uh, I think I need to do like an updated version or something, don't I, at some point. Give you, some, give you a few um, more tunes to use, maybe. Yes, uh, I was going to, um, it's kind of weird to talk about this now because we are talking before, but I forgot to mention, um, we actually started two new shows and I would actually oh. like to see what you think about tunes for those new shows. Oh, cool. I have some ideas. Yeah. So we're doing, um, for, for listeners, in case you haven't heard, um, we are doing, we're restarting SideQuest, which is our play a game for a month sort of book club-esque thing. Um... We have uh, myself, uh, Morgue Daddy, Vengeful Torture, and, um, oh gosh, why am I, oh, and our new co-host Leo coming on, uh, and the four of us will be talking about uh, Massive Chalice this month. Oh, nice. Um, so we're starting that, yep, uh, we're starting that show again, and we're also starting a magic podcast. Uh, this one's been in a long, <laughs> uh, a long development um, that is going to be ran by myself. Uh, again, Leo. Leo is actually in the tournament scene, so it's good to have him on. Uh, my brother, who's like the person who spends the most on magic cards I've ever seen. And then also um, uh, Kyle Abernathy, if you guys, uh, he's been on the show a couple times. Um, he's also big into magic. And so yeah, we're going to do that every couple of months, not every month. <laughs> Oh, cool. Is so, yeah. this your card? Do what? <laughs> Is this your card? <laughs> I'm holding no, up I, a card, and whatever me. you're thinking, it's definitely that one. <laughs> right. I'm definitely the least experienced on that show. I'll say that here. Like, I like playing the game, but um, yeah, everyone else is better than me. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, just Iceborne. Um, we wanted to hear your thoughts, Wolfie, on a lot of what's been going on. I know you kind of tweet about like your stuff you're excited about and that kind of thing, but I think it's nice to you know for listeners to hear like your full opinion sometimes. Oh, yeah, so, of course. Uh, um, I was excited to have you on uh, and talk about this stuff. So And then also, after that, we're going to talk a little bit about what uh, we've been playing. And if you like, uh, Wolfie, whatever you've been playing lately... You know, or or if you just played the beta, <laughs> but we'll get into that. So um, I guess the first part is um, Iceborne beta impressions. Um, you uh, did you get to participate in both betas or just one? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was actually lucky enough to uh, be able to borrow someone else's PS4. Thank God, because I was oh, wow. I was so gutted when I saw that the uh, the beta was coming on. I was like. Oh God! I still haven't got my PS4 over with me in Munich. <laughs> I'm like, oh God! I'm gonna see everyone else playing it, and I'm gonna feel really bad. Um, but no, I was uh, saved, uh, and then I got to have a go uh, at the beta. It was, to be honest, I spent like a good ten minutes uh, on the start screen because it was adorable. Oh yeah, and I was listening to the music, <laughs> and That's um, good. because it was just, like so relaxing, I was like, oh man. Um, and I kind of, I, I went straight with the the intermediate fight, which is uh, the Bambaro fight, actually. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I did, too. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to go for Tigrex first. I know I've, you know, I know I've fought Tigrex before, but 
I, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> ease myself in first and not just go straight for the hardest monster uh, in the uh, beta, but uh, I, I think the first thing that really struck out was just, I, I think a lot of people have been wanting some kind of different environment for a long time, and just like yeah. the snowy environment, I just thought it looked incredible. I mean, like aesthetically, it's so nice, and you know, mm -hmm. all the physics and stuff they've got, it, it just looks amazing. It, it almost felt, although it was Monster Hunter, it almost felt like a whole new game that kind of makes sense. It was so refreshing. Um, sure, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. The, the ice cave part in particular yeah. was... Uh, it was very unique because we... I mean, ever since the second game in the series, so Generation 2, we've had ice maps. Oh, yeah, like definitely. Snow maps. Of course, yeah. And every single one of the caves looks kind of like a generic cave. And this one, <laughs> it actually felt like a frozen ice cave. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. There was icicles and that kind of stuff. And the other ones, and not saying that their design was bad, I particularly like the uh, frozen tundra iteration mm -hmm. in third generation. Um, but they're just like, hey, it's cold. There's snow on the ground inside of the cave for some mm -hmm. reason. But um, kind of reminds me of Banjo-Kazooie that way. <laughs> but uh, um, but you know it's like stalagmites and stalactites, and then like the walls are all you know, sort of gray and that kind of stuff. But they were never really coated in ice before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even the f fourth generation caves, just kind of like, hey, it's sort of like a cave. Like it didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel designed to be in a cold environment as as the horror frost reach does. Yeah, I think that comes with the with the technology, doesn't it? And you know, it, it just feels more like it kind of fits in, in the environment. And it, it's not just, hey, this is just a snow map. There's just lots of snow and rocks everywhere. And it, like, and you've got the, uh, you know, the bits with uh, like the hot springs and stuff as well. And it just adds a bit of diversity, I suppose, to the to the map. I mean, we're pretty used to in the in the old Monster Hunters. Obviously, you had the loading screens between the different uh, the different sort of areas or zones. And you did have like, you know, a little bit of diversity i suppose of what the areas look like but now that it's all just kind of one big map and they've got the technology to yeah. to do i suppose what they want to do it just feels a bit more real like i guess it's probably the, the best mm -hmm. way to put it but like i mean the snow physics man i think <laughs> i think everyone was very excited about the <laughs> snow physics oh god i can start drawing loads of stupid pictures in the snow it looks so cool when i'm walking through all the snow <laughs> oh god bambaro's there i can't run very fast <laughs> like stuck in the snow right or, or what are these things yeah. these I think... little foxes that the wolves i was like oh look they're so cute oh god they're coming after me <laughs> yeah so, i yeah i've heard a lot of good stories about people getting uh jumped by the <laughs> I, I i see them more as wolverines <laughs> yeah they... <laughs> like they they Definitely look very matches. fierce <laughs> right yeah like uh-oh this is uh this is not good what what are they doing here? And I guess uh, are they writable? Like are they? I yeah like, I the... I don't think they were in the beta, but I think they're going to be part of the uh, the tail rider system. Um, yes. So you can you can ride those. I guess yeah, to be in the in the full game. But yeah, I love what they did with the snow physics. Um, and so like went in those really deep areas of snow. And it, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, your character doesn't run very fast. It's so annoying, <laughs> you know. But it's, yeah. You know, at the same right. time, you, I suppose, you've got to be strategic about like where you're standing and everything else. 
Um, but yeah, it was just, it was such a good feel, um, like the overall feel of the environment and the game. And obviously the combat is fun because it's Monster Hunter. Um, I must admit, yeah. I, I didn't use the clutch claw very much on my first couple of playthroughs because I was just like, I just want to fight normally with what I'm used to and just see how the monster works and stuff. Um, what did you think of the, the, the clutch claw? Did you use it very much or not so? Uh, I used it a lot just to use it. Um, I don't know how well that's going to work as far as like uh, working it into like normal DPS kind of strategy stuff. Yeah. Like I don't, I, yeah, I've been, uh, I've actually, uh, I'll talk about this a little later, um, but I've been playing a lot more Generations Ultimate uh, just because some of my friends got back into it and my brother and I are sort of going through and cleaning up quests that I kind of Do you know what's funny? To... I've actually been doing the same thing. I actually bought my <laughs> Nintendo Switch back uh, with me. Uh, and I noticed yeah. a lot of people, or quite a few people on my friends list, were uh, on Generations Ultimate. And then, like when I was on the uh -huh. when I was on the flight back, I was like, oh, I'm going to just do some of the other G rank quests I haven't done yet. Um, so actually, yeah, uh -huh. I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, we've been uh, we've been kind of going through, and um, it was uh, it, it's it's. It's weird because uh, the reason why I brought it up is like I'm not I'm I'm not like a high end player. I don't. I feel like I'm good at the game, but you know, like I'm not going to be there breaking records or you know, like or anything like that. Yeah. But um, I play, you know, up until playing with my brother recently. I normally have played solo, and I was thinking about like, well, the clutch claw. It kind of feels like the mounting system again. It's like yeah, you can do it when there's the opportunity, but like to to actually, it's going to be less efficient to sort of spam it. You know what I mean? Like. You're gonna end up losing out on what your weapon's supposed to be doing, is like your combos and hitting the weak spots, and it's just another tool to sort of transition between combos. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it obviously it, it does give other people the ability to mount the monster quite quick. Um, mm -hmm. I think one thing they said though that when you fire the clutch claw at a, a monster, you can see where you've broken a, a bit of the monster's like scales or whatever. And as far mm -hmm. as I'm aware, I think that makes it easier for other people to break parts. Like when you use the clutch claw yes. on a part of the monster. Um, to be honest, the coolest thing I liked was when I was fighting Tigrex and I used the clutch claw. And I can't remember how I did it, but I did some kind of like... Because I know you can uh, make the monster sometimes move where you want it to go. And I kind of pushed Tigrex out yeah. the way. And then he fell over, and I was like, "Oh, that was pretty useful. That's pretty cool." Um, but I, yeah, I didn't it's use the it. Burst shot, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but I, I didn't really use it um, much else outside of kind of my normal strategy of hunting. I suppose it was, it was just kind of there. I mean, maybe I'll use it more, uh, you know, when the actual game comes out. I, I don't know, but maybe it's more useful for other weapons because I use the glaive and I could just jump around anyway. <laughs> The right. uh, the flinch shot you were talking about, it uh, it's really good because if you run a monster into a wall or off a ledge, it will give you that down period. Yeah, and, that, uh, that's right. You can mm -hmm. you can do it as often as you as you can clutch claw when you're not um, when the monster's not enraged, and it does damage when they hit the wall. So it's it's really uh, exploitable, I'd say. Yeah. 
I, I think it's going to be more useful in group hunts, you know, like three or four hunters or maybe even just two. Um, but I don't see solo play doing that out. I, I see, I see them doing it, but in the same way of, you know, mounting a monster, you, when you have the opportunity, I would feel mm. because I, I imagine oh, a, when they're enraged, that's, I mean, that's not going to happen at all at all. Like you can't, you can't get on them or even stay on them safely if you could. <laughs> um, so like, I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work in. And I did use it quite a bit just, just to, just to field out. Um, keep in mind, I only played two quests. I fought Bonborough and won, and then I fought Tigrex and lost. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> done with the. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I did I, not win against him on my first try. Uh, I think, I, I think it was because I felt he was. Um, I mean, I, there's been so many people, you know, as there usually is, saying, "Oh, he's too easy. Oh, he's too hard," and it's like. Well, to be right. honest, if you go back and play old Tigrex, I think he's pretty similar. I thought that he felt more weighty, and I thought that he felt mm -hmm. less predictable because he can, like, chain multiple moves and stuff. Uh, I thought he was quite yeah. fast. I think that was what, what got me originally was my rolling out the way, and, and yeah, I, I, I thought he was quite quick. I managed to get him on my second go because I think the first go, I think I died. Actually, no, I, and then I think the second go, I think I nearly got him, but he limped away, and then I ran out of time. <laughs> you know, yeah. I managed to, I did manage yeah. to get him eventually, um, but I, I thought the, I thought the fight was really good. I thought he felt like Tigrex. I didn't think they'd changed him in a way that made him feel not like Tigrex, if that makes sense. No, I, I completely agree with you. He's definitely Tigrex, and um, I. Uh, the first time I, I fainted or passed out or whatever you want to call it, carded is our normal term. <laughs> um, sorry, I've been playing a lot of different things. <laughs> um, uh, so the first time I carded, uh, he had stuck me in a corner and was continually doing that charge forward and jump back Ooh. and then bite and then jump back. Nice. And he's like, he's like, oh, wow, he's, he's sort of like spawn killing me. You know, like he's just like, nope. As soon as you get up, I'm going to hit you. Like, I was like, this is just, this is insane. And I was even doing the thing where, you know, like, uh, you, you lay down longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was even like, okay, well, it just means I get hit in the spin animation yeah. instead of oh, God, the, that's the beginning the of it. The spin that he does, though, would, would catch me every time because he does that, because uh, now he kind of chains it on even more. So like he'll he'll run at you in multiple directions and then sometimes he'll finish with a spin. And it, the, mm -hmm. oh my God, I don't know how many times that spin would catch me. <laughs> it's just, it's like one of the most, his most annoying moves. Um, the, so, the hitbox is so large on that spin. Like Narcus yeah, Guga has the yeah, same attack. Yeah, definitely. But, like, Narga's is very smaller, and it doesn't, like, hit behind it at, like, off a distance. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, right. it was funny, Scribble. actually. Uh, when everyone was talking about, uh, you know, Narga uh, appearing, and actually I spent ages doing the Jagras quest trying to get the Narga to spawn, um, and then mm -hmm. I just kind of gave up. Like, it, was, yeah, it wasn't happening. And then the next day, I don't know whether they'd updated it or something, but the first quest I did had the description that said that Naga was there. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm going to fight him. And Naga was, 
to me, so much easier than Tigrex. I killed him on my first go, and I felt that sometimes um, he wasn't hitting me. It was so weird. Like, hmm. I think other people had found this as well. I don't know what's up with Naga's hitboxes, but there were, like, moves where I was thinking, that should have hit me, and it did not hit me. <laughs> I have no idea why. The Tigrex was so much harder. I thought Tigrex was way harder. Count yourself lucky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a few other people saying that they thought Naga's hitboxes were, like, really, really close. Like, because I just found there were, like, some moves he did, and I was like, how the hell did that not get me? You know? <laughs> right. It was it was really right. strange. I thought he was amazing, though. Don't get me wrong. And Naga looked amazing, and uh, I was just quite surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Like, his fight was so good. I'm not saying it was easy, it was challenging, but it was not as challenging or as annoying as Tigrex was. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I noticed specifically about the spin that uh, Tigrex does is it now has, um, it's not just a longer hitbox, but it actually it looks like two attacks now. Yeah. So if you... Uh, if you're familiar with um, Generations Ultimate and speaking to the listeners, you either guard, you know, like when you're using guard pointing or adept or that kind of thing, you tend to realize, okay, I can get hit here and dodge it or block it or whatever, and the rest of the animation, I'm safe, so I can keep attacking. Um, so I use adept. I use adept greatsword in Generations Ultimate. So dodging like uh, Tigrex's spin. Like, the second half of the spin, I can just sit there and charge up my next attack and wait for him to finish and then hit him with the greatsword. Well, that's not the case in <laughs> Iceborne Tigrex. Uh, his spin actually hits twice. Because um, okay. I use the longsword and I use the uh, the fade. Uh, I never remember the name of it. Foresight Slash. Oh, Foresight Slash. Foresight Slash. Oh. Yeah. So I'm... I'm pretty decent at that so when you foresight and then you swing back in to to get your next level of uh charge level for the long sword yeah it still hits you now wow <laughs> and i was like oh this is a problem and then that's when he kind of corno comboed me and i was like huh kind of feels like playing mortal Kombat online again all right <laughs> oh, oh man so yeah, yeah, I he he was uh, definitely aggressive. I think, um, I I think that they definitely kept to his normal um, normal like mentality of what he is. He's just like uh, a ball of rage, and it's like a, a, an angry cat. It's an angry just... angry train with teeth. Right. He just runs at just you, like just a... chomping and. <laughs> yeah um i i actually saw he still gets stuck with his teeth into things yep uh, i i, I <laughs> made that happen once on one of the icy outside areas um yes yeah it, he he got stuck on there yeah it's it's um it's a great adaptation of tigrex and he looks really good too of course you know all of monster Hunter world looks good um so like how have you felt about all of these reveals of monsters coming? So we got Glavinus and Brachydeus, uh, and you know we got Tigrex that was teased, and before that Narga was teased. Like, how do you feel about them all being returning monsters? Like, does that surprise you, or how do you feel about that? 
to be honest, it does feel like quite a bit of fan service, obviously, because I think a lot of people yeah. wanted these monsters for a long time. Um, I mean, obviously, for people that don't know the monsters, they would just be like, oh, yeah, they look really cool. I, I feel like, you know, the people that have fought them before are probably going to be more excited because, you know, we sort of know what to expect, but at the same time, we're hoping that they're also going to be challenging and there'll be some changes and and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I do quite like how, you know, they were kind of teasing with little hints at the end of the videos because, it, I mean, that got people excited as well. I am kind of hoping that they don't reveal every monster because, you know, you kind of want to, want to go into the game and find out some things for yourself. I mean, perfect example, um, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. I always say Basil Goose. <laughs> everyone, everyone says it differently. I go with Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, or, or bagels, or basil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, he was not announced, and nobody knew about him at all. And then suddenly, all these people would, you know, were coming up with these these videos of of basil just appearing. And I remember my first encounter, and I was terrified. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, yeah. um, and it was so good. Like, I, I really, and, and like what they did, um, I suppose, they, they kind of did something that, similar with Devil Joe as well, which is kind of like appears yeah. and stuff. I'm, kind, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't reveal every monster and that maybe there'll be, or like maybe there'll be some subspecies or something that are, that are new as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the reveals they've done have been pretty cool. Although the, the, the Barioth one was a bit weird. Because they they didn't yeah. sort of reveal it. It was kind of like someone else. Was it like Game Informer or something? I can't remember what it was. Um, just saying. It was their basically exclusive. Yeah. It was like, and, oh yeah, yeah. Barioth's here, and everyone was like, what? We haven't seen anything. Is this real? And but like Monster Hunter yeah. World, you know, the, the official page didn't really say anything. We were kind of like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> but there it, wasn't that's... like an official <laughs> thing about it. It was weird. Yeah, it's probably uh, it's probably some sort of deal that they brokered with Game Informer yeah. to say, hey, we will give you exclusive access, you know, to to reveal this monster. So the, it was probably a timeline thing. Yeah, like game companies are weird about stuff. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's like, hey, you know, like you have this exclusive reveal and and this the and for X amount of weeks, we we won't talk about it, and then like it's all yours. Like, yeah, yeah. I think to us as consumers, sometimes that gets a little weird because, like, it's hard to believe. There's so many rumors and stuff about, you know, everything Monster Hunter all the time, especially just before World came out. Oh, yeah, well, there was that um, whole like, leaked list, wasn't there, of, of, of monsters right. and stuff. Um, the, the... Right, which all came true, but two so far. Yeah. We're, we're only missing uh, Oroshi, Kirin, and Elatrian, and... I don't know. Like maybe those still happen in Iceborne, but <laughs> I think people have mostly moved on from that list now. Um, and there was a leak list uh, a year ago that talked about basically Horfrost Reach. Horfrost Reach was pretty. That wasn't real though. That wasn't real. Uh, about like a right, lake, but, which know, is nowhere to be seen. Right, but there was all sorts of like uh, monsters that sounded really cool, and of course they mentioned the previous leaks just to 
yeah. I don't make it sound more credible. I, I think but, I think um, I think it was inevitable that they were going to release some kind of new like biome, you know. And as I say, like we've always had snowy maps in our Monster Hunter games. And to be honest, like in in Monster Hunter World, there's kind of already a fiery area with you know like the elder area kind of i suppose yeah. you know the ancient forest is kind of jungly already so we've kind of got a jungle uh we've got you know wild far waste that's that's like the desert area so really like one yeah. of the main ones we were missing was a, a snowy area there wasn't anything like that and it, it just kind of made sense that that was what they were going to do um i, yes. I think that was yeah, it, inevitable really yeah, because it, it, it locked out so many monsters in the roster, you know, so many of the cold environment monsters that we've had, like, you know, like you talk about older games, it's like Kazoo, um, like uh, second gen brought in like Blangonga, Rajong, yeah. you know, Kieran is normally a, a colder map, although we got Kieran in uh, the Coral Highlands, I almost said Reach. Yeah. I, uh, ugh, so many map names recently, because I'm having to relearn map names because I'm communicating to my brother when we're playing generations ultimate like oh yeah yeah he said something i can't remember what it was it's supposed to be the ancestral ridge but they abbreviate them uh, at least in the uh the english translation of like it's like uh a something a ridge it's like a dot ridge and then like my brother said some, just like some random a word and i'm like what are you talking about and he's like the snow map and i'm like it's ancestral it's not ever like you said like arbiter or something like that and i was like what yeah. is this? <laughs> Ar- arbiter what <laughs> um but it's uh it's kind of weird to me to to we have so much like it's awesome to have fan service for sure uh, i think barrieth was pretty much like a guarantee once we saw snow, once we saw and, and once we saw like, tigrex because they pretty yeah. much yeah. have like the same body type as well um yeah, I, I think it was hard to say that Barrieth wasn't going to be there. Mm. Um, but I, we've had, what is it, 12 or 13, Haru? You're, you're better at keeping track of this stuff than I am. 12 uh, or 13 monsters revealed. Don't make me count on a further one. It's like around 10. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's above 10. So it's like, it's 12 or 13. Well, I, but I, I mean, the above. subspecies aren't like as much of a monster as well, something like Odegaran is. But If I have to crown hunt them, which I will they count you don't have to crown <laughs> hunt them for Sean. it's okay I, i've started doing it in generations it's okay not to, to be okay it's, it's become an addiction <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um uh so of the revealed monsters which i think is 13 only three of them are new mm-hmm. um which is it's cool that again we're getting fan favorites like bracadius and that kind of stuff but like we also want to see new things too because like it's the one of the biggest things that uh the developers talked about is ecology they want everything to make sense and fit and the more you stick in the older monsters the more ecology sort of kind of goes out the window because it's like okay so does bracadius live in every volcanic region around the world like (laughs) yeah or you know like it's um it's becoming uh you know like the 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 whole thing that got me excited about world the whole you know big ecology focus is kind of being put off to the side for fan service which in a way is okay because again i am a fan and i like these monsters 
mostly because they were well designed, but I do want to see some unique stuff at the same time. Yeah, I, t- I, I totally <laughs> agree. I, I, but again, like I'm kind of hoping that they just don't announce everything. And I mean, but yeah. personally, I, I don't know whether this is going to happen, but personally, I'd like to see a little more like some other monster types that we had in Generations, like in Gen- I know that in Generations we had things like spiders and monkeys and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and i kind of like like a part of me it's just like i really hope there's something that you know isn't a dragon or a dragon on four legs mm-hmm. or you know and i'm like i really hope there's something really different in there that would that would be really cool like even if we saw um you know it was a returning monster or something but it was just a different like body type that just looked different I mean, Generations had, uh, you know, I mean, you had things like Celtus, you know, you had um, Nursilla, yeah. and, you know, bugs, and then you had, like, sort of serpents, like Naharala, and yeah. you just kind of, like, I sort of hope something like that will be in there. I don't know whether it will, but there's, like, a small part of me that's just, I hope that maybe something really different like that comes in. Because I remember when World first came out, and I sort of thought, everything's either got four legs like you know yes. Jagras and Giros they've all got four legs and they all look kind of similar or they're standing on two legs you know <laughs> something right. with more legs uh, or less legs <laughs> <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd wager the best bet for both new monsters and for like uh, uh, less formula not formulaic but less uh, expected monster types let's say yeah, uh, yeah right is like the final boss because those can be really weird stuff like Gogmazios uh, on occasion yeah which is a dragon but it's a little bit different um, of a dragon and it's, it's always a new yeah. monster too so we haven't seen that yet they never really for world they haven't they never showed Zenochiva or launch no and I mean right, I, I mean didn't. I do like um I know that Vulcana is just another dragon-looking dragon, but Vulcana looks amazing. <laughs> looks yeah. so cool. Yeah. It, it really does. I, I absolutely love the uh, the design of that monster. Looks the really armor cool. looks great, too. Yeah. All of that armor. Male, female, all around. <laughs> like I like all of that armor. Not sure I'll get off of my Valhazic kick with uh, armor, because, you know, regenerating health yeah. a lot is super fun for me <laughs> but uh, uh so like there's there's been a lot of you know, like everything about iceborne has been like yeah let's go but i entirely agree with you that we need like the pseudo wyvern was a good the sort of skeleton to get that um you know we that we get with barrieth and nargakuga that was uh that was exciting but i'm still i'm i'm with you i i want something new and i want something unique and i i still have my fingers crossed for a hydro monster just hear me out zamtrios oh yeah the toads (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember what they were called haru do you know like they're they're monster type tetsukabra they're amphibians yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, but like, I can't remember um, what their name was. But to what you guys are talking about, like the ecology of these returning monsters, sometimes being compromised. But I like what they did yes. with uh, they announced at SDCC uh, acidic glavinus, 
And yes. that's a, it's not like a invader monster in every map, so it's like ubiquitous and it doesn't really care about the environment. Like a lot of these returning monsters are, but it's specific to the Rotten Vale. And they're sort of theming yes, yeah. it around the acid pools at the bottom of it. I think that was a great idea. I'm, I think that was really good. I'm so glad because the Rotten Vale has, like, every single time, three monsters. <laughs> it's, it's like the most. The great heroes. I think it's honestly one of the most unique environments that, that they've come out with. Um, yeah. There's a lot of disgusting and creepy stuff they can do with it um i love the idea of having a different type of i mean glavinus is so awesome anyway i i can't wait to fight him again i was i i had to fight him again in generations ultimate i was like oh i can't mm. wait to see him <laughs> in, in world and, and fight him I, I don't know what i'm gonna do without adept dodging like <laughs> that's my good luck dodging that glavinus. 360 tailspin i, I can foresee yeah. a lot of uh just <laughs> lots of karting <laughs> from people yeah. that haven't fought him before, I think. Did, <laughs> did you guys see that uh, gameplay clip of Glavinus at the PlayStation event recently? Yes, yes. Um, Looks... I didn't see it at the PlayStation event. No, I, I, watched, saw it on I YouTube. watched a video of it. There's right, been a couple, yeah. actually, of videos now. But yeah, the, um, he looked great in that, didn't he? Just the glow of him. Yeah. yeah, he was like a, almost like um, his tail was kind of like a, do you notice it was like a scorpion? Like he kind of brings it up behind him and he can like yeah. stab multiple times. I was like, that's terrifying. Because <laughs> normally, I mean, Glavinus <laughs> is, he's quite nimble and he moves around the environment fairly quick. Um, but like he can, he, he seems to really be able to manipulate his, his tail quite a lot um, when he's, you know, got his yeah. like acidic form. I thought that was really cool. I was thinking, my God, that that is just terrifying. <laughs> so, so they, cool. uh, so did you guys happen to see on the YouTube channel for Monster Hunter? They released uh, what you know, whatever they showed of Glavinus uh, previously, the the Cidic Glavinus, um, but there was like a minute and a half of just like the the footage or whatever, but it had no music. It was just game audio. For a minute and a half, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was like, what? Like, the game has music when you're fighting. Like, you could have just had the. I guess they're hiding the music for Glavinus. Maybe, Maybe he has a specific theme. Well, they showed it at something. that PlayStation event, but it, it makes sense. I'm to me sure it had. Like... I'm sure one of the clips I saw had had his theme, but you couldn't quite hear it anyway because I think it was a bit quiet. I, I don't know. Right. I think it's that they were showing it at a panel, so they didn't want to, like, make too much noise, I guess, when they were talking over it. Right. So, yeah, I guess it might have been the video they put on their official YouTube. Like, I don't know, because, like, the one I I watched it after the fact, and it it just popped up uh, on my uh, YouTube feed, and uh, I was just like, oh, this is cool, and I'm watching it, and I I was very distracted by the lack of music, and it's like, it's not a kazoo trailer, come on. like It's so, isn't it funny, though, like, how uh, you are just used to hearing, I mean, because, you know, if you've played Monster before, you know what Glavinus' theme is, or you know what it's supposed to sound like. Uh, I think it would be, I could never play Monster Hunter without the music. (laughs) So it makes, like, half the fights, you know. But. Yeah, I've gotten a habit, uh, just the way my gaming setup is now, of I listen to a podcast or, or you know, YouTube or something while I'm playing a lot of time. I've been playing uh, a lot of Hyrule Warriors this way. And I'll have it up on the TV, and my computer's beside me, and I'm just listening 
facing the TV. But like when I'm playing Monster Hunter, I've never listened to anything else because it's like I want to hear the audio cues. I want to hear. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the monster roars. I want to hear the the music. Uh, like it's just it's the only game that I've been like, no, I'm not listening to something else while I'm playing it. Now I love Hyrule Warriors music, but I don't need to hear it like the seventh time that I go into Hyrule Field. It's, fu- <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? It's like um. It's, I almost feel like it's a, it's linked to the kind of personality of the of the monster. You know, you you hear that music mm-hmm. and you might not necessarily see the monster, but you know which monster it is. It's it's like when you have Devil oh, Joe, yeah. you and you're fighting another monster, and then you hear Devil Joe's music, and you're just like, oh god, <laughs> you haven't even seen it. Or, or like Basil Goose, for example, and you just hear that music, and you're like, oh god, I'm so dead. Yep. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say earlier, uh, bit, uh, Beetlejuice or Basil Goose or whatever <laughs> we want to call him, uh, he was actually leaked and he was leaked on Reddit. Yeah. Um, uh, and at the time, and Haru still is, at the time I was still a moderator on the site. And um, it was like, hey, here's the, the everyone thought it was Seregios. Because he looks a little bit like him. Like, hey, here's this, like, beefier Seregios, I guess. Yeah, I think, like, I, re- okay. I think I remember that. And I think, um, I'm sure, like, someone had, like, a screenshot or something. Or, or someone described yeah. what he looked and like. He was and was in the Wildspire Waste. Yeah, and yeah. I remember not looking. I specifically thought, if there's another new monster, I don't want to know what it is. And I wanted right. to keep away from it. But I was like, oh, you know, because I love Seregios. I, I think Seregios is such a cool monster. Um, but yeah, I kept yeah. myself well away from uh, from seeing any leaked screenshots or of anything of uh, of Basil Goose. So, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I still just remember the first time seeing it and being absolutely terrified. And I never forget watching uh, so Hellkite's video of him first fighting Basil Goose or seeing <laughs> Basil Goose as well. And I think everyone had literally the same reaction of we're gonna either you run away or you go in and attack it. And you just get blown up instantly and die straight away because you are so underpowered. Yeah. Because he appears when, when he appears in the game, I just want more of that because they, they uh, were so good. <laughs> they they got us again, and and when I when I say that, I mean Devil Joe. Yeah. Like you mentioned, was the same way. Yeah. And everyone expected Devil Joe once he was re- released, and be like, oh man, you guys are going to love this. You know, we're saying to the new players that we're playing with. Uh, I did this a lot with my friends and uh, people who hadn't played before. Uh, and I was like, oh, you're going to love this. And, of course, Devil Joe got him. But, like, we as people who have played Monster Hunter a while didn't have that experience until Basil Goose again. Yeah. It, was, it was quite refreshing. I, you know, like, or, you know, a monster that you don't know about, that you haven't seen anything about, that just appears. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just thought that was so good. I, I really hope they do something like that with you know another new monster that's completely new that will just appear i think that'll be and because that makes it way more exciting you know thinking that yeah. there's something that no one really knows about and you've suddenly seen it appear i think that'd be really exciting right. it's hard with the the trailer culture because oh, yeah, these companies they want all eyes on them at all times constantly leading up to launch, and they announce... Like, Iceborne was announced way too early. Like, six months of nothing, and then trailers, trailers, trailers. 
Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, totally agree of... on that. It was quite early, wasn't it? And it was just like waiting, yeah. like, when are we going to hear something? It's getting closer now. And then suddenly all the information, have this trailer, have a yeah. hint to another trailer, have a yeah. hint to the next trailer. Yeah. Now we're, getting, now, you know what we're all waiting for now. We're all waiting for the Bracky trailer. <laughs> Probably Gamescom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably Gamescom. Oh yeah, Sox, uh, Sox was saying the EU community manager said uh, uh, if you're going to be at Gamescom and you're a content creator, uh, can contact him for some quote unquote big news. So it's oh probably man, a trailer. see like, yeah, see like I I technically could go if I if I want to go I'll have to book flights really quickly though. <laughs> Because it's not actually too Isn't it far just, from like, here. Just a mass of people in Gamescom. Yeah, from what just I've been it's told, such a huge it is a lot of just standing in line for two hours and waiting to play a game. But maybe I maybe I'm just being slightly hopeful that as a Monster Hunter content creator, maybe I can just go <laughs> behind the scenes and <laughs> I, I feel the same way sometimes because like I've wanted to try to go to PAX and be like, hey, you can apply for a panel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're still a small podcast, yeah. but technically I am a content creator. Maybe I could do Maybe we could just sneak our way in there somehow. Get a backstage pass. I think, uh, now, I think you might be better poised uh, to get uh, cut the lines than us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe if there's a piano um, there. Were... <laughs> well, you were actually invited to something. You went with with Sohelkai Eric's. This was last year. Yeah, right? that was that. Yeah, yeah, that was nearly a year ago. Last year, that was the um, kind of like a little launch event for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Um, uh-huh. That was so cool, like seeing all those like big YouTubers like Erex and yeah. stuff. Um, and that was great fun. Yeah, we we got to play on the on Generations Ultimate, um, and yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was. I remember we had a go at uh, fighting against uh, Balstrax for the first time. Um, that was great fun. That was really cool. It was also really weird meeting people that when they fa- knew who I was, they were like, "Oh my god, I'm your biggest fan!" I was like, "I have fans. Those are real fans." <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> And I know yeah. I have fans, but it was just like the weirdest sort of like experience, just meeting people that knew what I did and were big fans of what I do. I was like, oh, this is this is really weird. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't expect that's ever going to happen with me. Mostly because <laughs> also very few people know what I look like in real person. Although I follow my Twitter, I actually put what I look like several times up there. Like I've. I put a picture of me like in the woods one time because <laughs> I was like, or because or, like it was just like, hey, this is cool. Or uh, uh, one yeah, time when yeah. I got like second place at the local like uh, Magic League or something. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever expect that'll be me. Like, I'll go if I ever do get to go to convention, people will be like, now you're who from what? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So, oh. <laughs> It's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not like going. Not doing this for fame. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So like, I guess like, do we have anything else to say about Iceborne? Because like, there's been a lot of information about it. Um, and I, I kind of get what you're saying like the trailer culture, Haru. And I can say a little bit about it's game culture not uh, uh specifically trying to fight trailer culture because um so many games come out 
You know I mean like so? Uh, do do any of you guys uh, listen to like Kind of Funny or some other podcasts like that, or watch their videos or stuff? Yeah, not not really so much. No. Okay, they they talk about this a couple times where um, there are so many games coming out that attention spans have not been that long, and so companies feel like they have to keep our attention. So like we're fans of Monster Hunter and we're like craving more information, but the general public doesn't like they're like oh we're super excited about Red Dead or we're super excited that was last year right it, like everyone was all yeah, yeah, yeah. about Red Dead it frustrated um, me to no end when Monster Hunter was announced at E3 and they're like so I think the biggest takeaways are God of War and Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> like all the gaming news people were <laughs> right um, now a couple people did latch on to Monster Hunter which was great because you know, we, we did we did do like very well like it's <laughs> now Capcom's best-selling title, which is... But I think you have to but... remember, though, this was the first time they'd released it sort of worldwide at the same time. Um, right. And it, it was, you know, for the first or for, for in a long time, actually on a, you know, on, on a sort of a mainstream home console instead of being on a portable console, in, in like a sense. Um, obviously, like right. I know, the Monster Hunter's been on the Wii and stuff like that, but I, I think... You know, because no one—I don't think anyone quite realized how big Monster Hunter was going to get. I yeah, think it's always I think sort of it's become a, a lot more mainstream because I think before it was a lot more mm-hmm. niche in the West. Obviously, you know, overseas it's a hell of a lot more popular. But I think with with Monster Hunter World, I think Capcom have done incredibly well. And I know there's a lot of people who are very salty about it, like, oh, it's going to be ruined because you've got to have all these casual people coming in and Monster Hunter. <laughs> Do you remember that when it first yeah. came out? Monster Hunter World is going to be casualized for the West because it's going to be too easy. And it's like, for God's sake. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, no, and I'm not in that camp at all. You know, and I'm just, no. and I'm, I'm just salty, so though, well. about, the, about it not getting recognition a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that was... I think that was just why, because it wasn't a... Although Monster Hunter is a huge franchise, it's not exactly a massively well-known franchise over here. And I, But I think no, it is more you're, now. You're totally right. Definitely. You know. Um, yeah. Well, it's always showed up for the Game Awards. Every yeah. time a Monster Hunter comes out, it should have... But it, it got kind of shafted every time, because it was like... And it wasn't like shafted and it's like, oh, there's just like a... Uh, oh, this game was more popular, and oh crap, we're not going to win against that. But it was like uh, the year that it could have, like, legitimately was the best thing on the 3DS that came out that year was 2015, like, uh, for Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, this is like, it actually did well in sales. It was actually getting some news generation, but, you know, obviously not near as much as World. But then again, for a 3DS title, that's pretty good. Like, mm. people don't normally pay attention to 3DS. I think you also have to and think it got, like marketing as well, though. Like, how much the game was, yeah. was marketed um, and, and that kind of yeah. hype as well online and all of the trailers and stuff that, that came out for it as well. That kind of stuff. Well... The biggest problem for that year, and especially in the Game Awards, is at that time they lumped mobile games and portable games in the same category. Yeah. And it was like Fallout Shelter, and what was the other game that was like... I think it's it Lara like Croft a, Go, maybe? Yeah, Lara Croft Go that were like these high-profile, like high profile, like 
fan base. Yeah, they have like, like similar ones are... with like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, didn't they? I, I swear that were like mobile yeah. games or something. And the mobile games won because, like, you know, like ninety-nine percent more people <laughs> on mobile. Because the judges played Monster Hunter. It? Yeah, it's a big player base because you've got people of all ages. So. Hmm. Yeah. So, like. In the Game Awards, you know, Monster Hunter has been there a lot. But it's just always put up against stuff. It's not going to win again. You know, it's, mm. you're just not going to get the recognition. And then, like, um, we uh, Monster Hunter World won best. What was it? RPG. Uh, they did it like <laughs> off camera, and it was like, why? Mm. But, 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 but why? <laughs> uh, I love the Game Awards, but uh, they, they frustrate me at times. <laughs> Oh man, um, so yeah. So like what I was saying, like it's just game culture. There's you know everything else going on all the mm. time. It's like uh, a lot of people are super excited for Iceborne, but at the same time they're like, well, we already we've already played Monster Hunter, and like I'm talking about more of a casual uh, yeah. casual fan. And it, Borderlands Three is coming out later that month, and it's like, oh it's, crap! It's it literally <laughs> it, it is this, it's like as well that kind of constant feeding of information. Um, because mm-hmm. you can have whatever information you want available to you very, very quickly. Um, so people get the information they want, they're excited, and then they'll quickly move on to something else, you know. Um, yeah. And yet there are a hell of a lot of good games coming out within the next couple of months. I think that does just happen yeah. sometimes. I think it's just unfortunate. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's... I mean, I, I'm so excited for Iceborne, and whenever there's something Iceborne-related, I will be on it straight away. But in the meantime, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to sort of keep myself uh, going with playing some other games, I guess, <laughs> until I know yeah. it's going to come out. Yeah, I've been kind of doing the same. Uh, Generations Ultimate has helped. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, actually finishing that would be nice. You know, finishing as in doing all the quests. I... I soloed Adelkar, and I think that nice. was, like, my best solo achievement ever. I was like, I can't believe I did this. I was, like, sweating bullets. Like, my whole family was watching in the living room. Like, <laughs> it was an event. <laughs> wow. Uh, my grandma was cheering me on. I was like, why, why is this happening? Like, <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. And I'm not lying. Like, they all were there. They just happened to be there, and I was playing. Amazing. Like, they were visiting for something, and I was just like, oh, hey, everybody, I'm going to finish this quest real quick. And I did it, and I was like, that was oddly weird how everyone just sort of watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, they wanted the TV for Tron. That's, yeah, actually, just wait, that, waiting that for you to uh, finish, yeah. Yeah, which I could have taken it off, but I was—it was an intense fight. I just—I didn't want to take it off the dock and lose stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, we like to talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately. Um, Haru, you've been playing Uncharted. A uh, four? I'm—I've played all the Uncharteds. I never played four. So, so how do you feel about it? <laughs> Oh yeah, I was just, um, I was watching, I think, the Let's Play that the actual voice actor of Nathan Drake, Nolan North, um... Oh yes! Of yeah, the first I heard game. that he'd never played it, and then he finally started playing them. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what? Uncharted is a good game. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> wanted to just, you know, install the latest one, shoot stuff about a bit. Um... Okay. And yeah, there's, uh, it's just really like a really polished game, just all the climbing mechanics are seamless, and... 
the guns are great because you can blind fire from behind cover, and just whenever you're moving, it's like uh, playing bow in Monster Hunter. You can just press the shoot button, oh, yeah. and it'll just shoot in the direction you're moving or facing, uh, yeah. which is really great. Um, yeah, and I've just been messing around with cheat codes. Like, you get to equip weapons uh, after you've mm-hmm. beaten the game, which is great because you can just throw yourself a rocket launcher on the first level and just <laughs> turn the gravity off. Everyone flies in the sky. It's 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 funky. Um, <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, do you like? There's also like what is it? What there's a name for uh, Donut Drake. There you go. Where he's like. A three hundred pound version of himself. Have you I think they. That I think they removed that one because it was kind of oh. insensitive. Oh, they had that for a long time. Hey, I'm an overweight guy. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> like I'm the one voice of overweight people, right? <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the the Doom controversy, as as they're calling it, from uh, uh, id. Not yet, uh, Bethesda, actually. It's more Bethesda's fault. Um, so, it, obviously, uh, Bethesda now publishes Doom games. Uh, people are probably more familiar with the recent one, Doom 2016, Doom Eternal coming out. It's a big thing. I've always been a big Doom fan. Um, but they release, and I've recently been playing Classic Doom again, just because I like to. Uh, but they, like, sort of, like, just out of nowhere one night released like classic doom on like ps4 switch and xbox um and like there's all sorts of problems not really necessarily with the games because i mean like seriously like original doom's been ported to everything (laughs) super nintendo isn't it 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 pretty much runs on anything like calculators as well (laughs) right yeah it's it, it used to be like sort of a joke. It's like, hey, if, if Doom can run on it, it's fine. Like, <laughs> like we have this new rendering uh, technology. It's called billboarding. Right. <laughs> so uh, the but the problem is like um, they well the big problem is like uh, there's a DRM attached to it, and it's not like I usually i will say usually isn't invasive what happens is it comes up like uh when you boot up the game and i've only purchased doom one so far i'll probably purchase that they have two and three also on the switch um and i was like oh okay i'll play doom on my switch it's awesome but it comes up with this thing it says hey log into your uh bethesda account and i was like okay well i don't have a bethesda account so i literally entered my email and then it was like, hey, you, all right, you have a Bethesda account. And I'm like, cool. So I kept playing. Um, so it's like, okay, but then if you go offline or if you take your Switch, like, out of the Wi-Fi range, which, by the way, I'm not playing in multiplayer. I'm just, like, playing on my own on the levels. It then every, is it minute or 30 seconds pops up and says, hey, I can't contact the Bethesda servers and I'm like, this is stupid. So can I, you play the game I, like, without, when it's not, uh, you know, connected to Wi-Fi? Or does it not even let you start the game? No, it will let you start. The, well, here's the thing. If you start not connected to Wi-Fi, it'll it'll not have any problems, right? It'll be like, oh, I can't contact the server, like, one time. Go, pl- go have fun. Play the game. Like, just know that you can't play online multiplayer. Right. Like, got it. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, like, Monster Hunter doesn't tell me I'm off the Wi-Fi. It's fine. I know. <laughs> um, like, the... 
I don't, you did no problems, but like if you were connected and then like you put it to sleep or anything that sort of severs the connection, it then asked me like, I swear it was every 30 seconds. It may not be that quick, but it was annoying. Like it was very annoying. Like I'm trying to play and all of a sudden a pop-up comes, Hey, you're not connected. Hit a for okay. Or B for cancel, which doesn't do anything. They all just make the thing go away. Anyways, like <laughs> I was like, okay, this is super annoying. Uh, uh, so it's like this online DRM that like just for classic doom that just like doesn't need to be there. And it's been very aggravating. Uh, on top of that, uh, they made a big mistake with, uh, Xbox, uh, because of the backwards compatibility. Um, doom was already released and they sort of took away everyone's copy of doom, (laughs) like digitally, like removed it. Uh, from Xboxes and then put this one up there for sale. Granted, it's five dollars, but they still took away someone's Doom game. <laughs> wow! So it's been uh, not the most well-received thing, despite it being like, "Hey, I can finally play like classic Doom again, and it's super cheap." It's like they've gone about it like the way wrong way. Um, so yeah. And it's really annoying, like really annoying so much that I stopped playing Doom for a while. Like I was like, nope, I'm done for now. Going to save it, close it. I'm done. I'm going to go play Monster Hunter again or something like something that isn't going to tell me to go online constantly. So, yeah, (laughs) that's been that. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Uh, Sometimes like also, uh, the problem is I like to play with mods. I've been playing Doom with mods for the past like 10 years and you can't do mods on a console like that. Like they won't let you. It'd be awesome if they let you because like the mods are free and they're the source code for Doom has been released for like 10 years now. So it's like, <laughs> it's not a big deal to mod it and they're, they're okay with it, but nope, can't do it on my switch. So I'm not just playing vanilla Doom. Well, Nintendo playing, doesn't, like, doesn't allow mods. Yeah, yeah, I know. It would just be nice if they're like, hey... I think that was one thing that annoyed me about the Skyrim on the Switch. Because people were like, can we get all the mods for Skyrim on the Switch? And they're like, nah. Nah. I only only play Skyrim with mods, man. Come on. (laughs) Hundreds of hours of Skyrim, but after you finish it, you just want to mod it to death. (laughs) Give me my realism mods and my armor mods and everything else, please. And the Monster Hunter mods, I love those things. Yeah, they did have some, um, but they had some Monster Hunter mods for, for Skyrim. Yes, so, yeah, they yeah. replaced the mammoths, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like Ergen into the game and like Raphalos and stuff. Yeah, they're I not think like their boss fight versions, but like their skins anyway. Right, it was uh, it was pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I, I also got Skyrim on the Switch, and I just like, hey, I'm just gonna play like a. A Khajiit like rogue with a bow, and that's just what I did. Like, is, is it good on the Switch? Does it, how does it run on the Switch anyway? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I don't think the graphics are like gonna be the best, but it. I mean, I I put a good hundred hours into it on Switch. Like, I I don't think it was bad for for any reason. Like, I it was just fun. I think I actually. Gosh, what did I? I don't even remember what I played Skyrim on. Maybe it was PS3 when I first played it. Um, so I haven't really played Skyrim with mods personally, so that didn't bother me. But um, 
yeah, I ended up like completing a whole new character quest line and everything on the Switch. Mm. I think this was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years ago. Yeah, that would be would have been when the special edition came out. Yeah. So the uh, the end of 2017. Yeah, yeah, it was like November 2017 when I played. So almost two years ago. Um, but yeah, it it's pretty good. Like I still have it. It's one of the few physical cartridges cartridges I still have. I have a lot of physical games. <laughs> um, but uh, Wolfie, was there anything you've been playing recently? Uh, uh, I've actually been playing. On? I've actually been playing a lot of Dauntless. Trying <laughs> to so oh, yeah. have to have the clone. Um, <laughs> no, I actually be yeah, I've been playing loads of it. Um, it's actually really fun. <laughs> it's it's kind of been like my sort of Monster Hunter fix. Uh, between that, yeah, um, I've that. not quite. I've not quite fought all the behemoths yet. I think I've got two more yet that I haven't got. But the actual like gameplay, because um, I have it on my on my laptop uh, and it runs it, it runs and it looks really cool. I think because it's sort of quite stylized. Um, but I find the combat pretty fun. It's not as deep as Monster Hunter, but the behemoths and stuff are still pretty uh, fun to fight. Um, and it is still kind of quite fast paced and the music and the sort of presentation of the game is pretty cool considering it, it's free you know it's, it's a, a free to play game uh, I think is uh, it's pretty cool um, and, and also because it's cross cross platform as well which is just amazing so you know I can play with people who uh, have it on Xbox or, or PlayStation um, which is really cool right um, so yeah I've been playing some of that can you... um, yeah. Can you uh, solo uh, that game? Oh yeah, yeah, you can. You can do. Um, you can do a private hunt on your own, or you can join up with. You can make a party and obviously join with friends, or you can actually join like a public group um, and do it with a, a group as well. So yeah, you can you can hmm. do uh, do a lot of stuff on your own um, with a certain behemoths um, that when you need like certain strategies it's probably better to go with more people because um, it definitely right. does get quite challenging um it, it is a little grindy i mean monster hunter's grindy anyway but like you know for like armors getting epic yeah. drops and stuff just like oh i hate fighting this behemoth what i have to keep yeah. <laughs> you know um but to be honest you know at least it's never as bad as original monster hunter plate runs that's what i tell everybody when yeah. they're like oh i can't get this item you didn't have to go through plate runs don't, do you remember don't um, farming start. for charms as well doing like charm runs all I didn't, the time or you know i didn't get into that near as much as other people did yeah. because i was pretty satisfied with my uh, charge blade set without a charm <laughs> Fair just like nope, I don't want I don't want to do that. Uh, but I did do it some. Like I did the, there was a couple different methods, but I did the the one where you farm like Rathalos in the. Yep, that's that's the. I swear it was Gaijin Hunter's video. Um, on on yeah, and, and I did I did Gaijin exactly Hunter. the same because it was like the easiest um, the easiest method to to do that. But I was me, and I decided to always kill Rathalos anyways. So. Meh. Like, so I, I was farming, in quotations, like charm farming, but I was also hunting. Because, like, I, I hate just not killing a monster. Like, there, uh, did you ever do the original version of ore runs in the original Monster Hunter? This was, like, 
an old strategy when or used to be like a like Dragonite used to be like the most rare thing. It's funny. I do remember when um, when Dragonite was like a really really rare ore when that was like there weren't that many different types. Um, right. I don't. Um, rem- I don't so remember m- doing a lot of fun. I just remember in in original Monster Hunter never having enough money and always yes. needing to yeah like to get like specific parts and stuff. Um, but like yeah like the ore and stuff. I do remember that. But yeah, money. Geez, like never, like never make any money because you had <laughs> these contract fees that were so expensive, and then when yeah. you died, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get your money back. You owed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was well. There was a strategy in the original Monster Hunter to just to get Dragonite ore. You would go into a high rank quest, um, and I can't remember what. I think it was a Gravius quest. And yeah, that kind of bring, that kind of rings a bell because wasn't it in one of the volcanic areas? Um, yeah, you, need that specific you, would, you would mine and then like, you'd be like, okay, I got like two Dragonite. That's good enough. And then you would basically suicide rush Gravius. Like you would just like, I'm going to die three times. So I can keep my items. Because Gravi- Gravius <laughs> was like, um, I remember in the original monster hunter, he was one of the, on the offline stuff. Um, cause I, I never did any of the online mm-hmm. stuff. I never had an adapter for my PS2, but I remember it wasn't um, Gravios like kind of the end, one of the end monsters that you fought, as far as I remember. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah, him. I just remember him being a... so difficult. And yeah, he had a problem of timing out a lot of time too, because he would do stuff like get stuck on an island and just spam his fire beam yes. constantly. That that and that does bring back like... memories. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for him to come over. I was a great sword player in, in the oh, first man. game. Oh man! I, I never too, used I any like... melee weapons in the first game because I, bearing in mind I wasn't I, I wasn't very old at the time. I was terrified of going near the monsters. So I always <laughs> I started out as a heavy bow, bow gunner, was, but I eventually moved to yeah light bow gun. I used great to use. Sword. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 old Monster Hunter days. Haru, I always forget which one did you start playing in. Try on the Wii. That's right. <laughs> yeah, try. Which I always forget. I'm sorry. Secret secret best then, Monster Hunter. Uh, they improved so many things just even by freedom. <laughs> just freedom. Freedom, freedom then, just like, makes me think of Tigrex and horrible hitboxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes me think of like, politician talking points, but yes, video games. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> so our first feature in our campaign is freedom. That's that's the freedom. It's our core Unite! principle. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That, like uh, my brother and I were kind of reminiscing because my brother and I we played together since Freedom Two, um, but we we both played Monster Hunter One. It's just you know we didn't have a separate PlayStation. Like he would play his save, and then it would be my turn, and I'd play my save. And um, I played a lot more than he did because he was always into into other things other than video games too, and mostly video games for me. <laughs> so uh, I had a lot more hours into the game, but um, he him and I were reminiscing about the uh, dual Rajon quest uh, at the end of freedom Two. Um, it kind of became infamous, like where you had 10 minutes to kill the, first the Rajon, one in the, then, like, um, the second in the arena. Was that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We were, we were reminiscing about that quest. The other day. <laughs> like, Oh man, you remember how awful that was? 
You had to kill it before the other one spawned, otherwise you could just kiss the whole quest goodbye. The whole thing goodbye, yep. Mm. Yeah, two Rajongs in the arena. Congrats. <laughs> it's not even like the new arena where it's like, hey, I have jumping points and and that kind of stuff. It was like, nope, just a flat kidney bean shaped <laughs> arena. And by the way, the, they'll just keep spamming lasers at you if you're not fighting one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Um, well, uh, if we ha- if we have wrapped everything up, I think uh, I think it's time to do the send off. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think we we, right. we talked about quite a lot actually. Um. We did. Yeah. Um, so this is Forts One. Uh, you can see me on Twitter at HuntersHubPod. Uh, I've been doing all sorts of stuff on there lately. Um, probably, you know, all the different side quests and uh, the magic show that we're going to be doing, uh, which the name of that is Event Quest because we're keeping the Monster Hunter theme still. Because uh, MGG Events is what they, I think they call them. It's, it's a convoluted name, but hey, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> uh, so look out for that stuff on Twitter and then I'll also be talking about you know games and that kind of stuff in general on there and then uh, I will see you guys on the next quest and on that quest where will you be Haru? I am at the Kane's Dead Grand on Twitter uh, I follow a dogmatic policy I will provide no original content and it will be only retweets uh, how about you Wolfie? <laughs> I love retweeting too. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure retweeting actually at the moment. It seems to be. <laughs> I actually watched that. I actually watched it now. Oh man. Don't, we'll start talking about so... JoJo now. <laughs> we'll never stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you could. So where are you, Wolfie? Uh, well, um. YouTube. <laughs> I'm on social media quite a lot. To be honest, more on my Twitter, um, at Wolfie Mellon. Yeah. Um, I haven't got any covers right now in the works. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing next, but uh, obviously my, my newest cover was Hall Frost Reach, which was super fun to play. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear more uh, Iceborne music. That's kind of what I'm waiting for right now. Um, but yeah, normally on my, mm-hmm. uh, my Twitter page, I'm pretty active, or on Facebook. Um, but yeah. Yep. Should be good. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys later. 